Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rose in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. We did it. We survived the 2023 NFL Draft. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy ready to hand the keys to the city of Pittsburgh over to Omar Khan. And joining me as always is AJ. Seattle is at their best when they draft running backs with premium picks. Marchese. Rob, how, how are you going to stop Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet and McIntosh, baby? And Travis Homer. <laughs> DJ Dallas, please. Today, we'll be breaking down the good, the bad, and the Sean Clifford of the 2023 NFL Draft. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and non-sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in sportsdrink. Spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Who had the funkiest draft? Find out today on today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven. It's pretty good. That was good. Thank you, Rob. I don't know about you, but the last uh, three days have kind of felt like a, like a dream. Like they've gone by way too quickly. And then looking at the results this morning, I was like looking at the Wikipedia page and thinking, like, this is a really weird mock. Like it crossed my mind for a second, and then I didn't know this happened. What a weird draft. Yeah, when Sean Clifford's getting drafted, I just at that point I don't know anymore. Um, yeah. That to me, the only surprising pick. Everything else is like, okay, that's okay, cool, cool, cool. Sean Clifford getting drafted before Jaron Hall. After we'd heard weird murmurs that Jaron Hall could go in the third round. Yeah. Wild, wild, <laughs> wild. Um, I think uh, overall it was a good draft. Everyone did great. Yeah, like when we'll get there in a bit, but like I didn't have too many teams that like had a bad draft class. I put down uh, for when we get to the worst draft classes. Like, there's nothing egregious. Like everyone, I the one the drafts that 
stood out to me as kind of the weakest or getting the worst value like i understood a lot of what they were going for and a lot of the reasons for it like some teams had to overdraft receivers and tight ends because they didn't want to miss out on some of them um same same for uh when it comes to defensive tackles and offensive linemen so like you could see why they did it um still not getting great value is kind of what hurt them what it was more about not getting great value and less about making bad picks other than sean clifford I, other pick was fine. I think in general, if you just want to touch on a couple of general things, the, the how the pass catchers went, like after the first round, um, and where, the, like I, f- I found that really, really odd. Oh, well, I think part of it too was a lot of us didn't expect all four receivers to end up going in the first round. Obviously, yeah. they all went back to back to back to back. But um, I think, I think that played a role where once that happened. Mm-hmm. everyone else kind of there was some panicking like you don't want to miss out on one of the because i i felt there was a kind of maybe after the top 14 ish receivers there was a big drop um and, and so i i felt like some teams were like forcing picks just to ensure they got the guy they liked because even if he's not worth a mid second round pick he's not going to be there when we pick in the third round because they're just yeah, not that many this year. Yeah, I which I don't I don't know that I don't you know I was it's, I was a lot I, lower on this this receiver group than you were too. So I I, I think it's bad business and it'll, yeah. it'll bite you. And I'll, also I thought it was interesting. Um, by far to me, there was one receiver that was by far the best value pick, and i think it's funny it happens to be josh downs and i think it's yeah. funny that he slid probably because of his size whereas the so many of this the three of the small receivers went in the first round yeah, and just, yeah and and, and was, tank tank dell went ahead of josh downs like what's yeah, yeah like i don't know i i think you're right where the the way the receivers ended up stacking was strange um and I think again, a lot of it was teams not wanting to miss out on the receivers. But even within that context, like some of the receivers that went above others is very strange. Yeah, and like and like even to the tight end group. Like if you were to tell me what um, Brandon Strange, who we love Brandon Strange, but would go at the end of the second, and that's like eighteen picks before Tucker Craft. Yeah, that that was pretty wild, right? And then Tucker Craft went to a team that already took a tight end. Like, see, I, I don't know why Kraft slipped like he did, given where all the other tight ends were going. And then, hey, same, maybe we'll touch on that later. But then Coons fell all the way, but that's injuries too. But you know what I mean? Like, Darnell Washington fell to the 93rd pick. Which, I mean, maybe is the foot injury, as some people tweeted, just foot. But knee. Knee. Knee, I heard some stuff. With the, it sounds like no one knows for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, obviously injury stuff. I mean, I didn't think Cameron Latu would sneak into day two, no, but he did. No, I don't know where the hell that came especially, from. Especially to a team like the 49ers. And then the, um, the pick before that, Trey Tucker <laughs> being the first Cincinnati receiver taken. Yeah, there was oh, a lot man. of just strange stuff. I mean, the Chargers drafting the TCU offense. Yeah, um, yeah, the Darius Davis pick. I mean, it's, it's just for like, fuck it, he's fast. We got it. We we want. If we speed. need a return, man. Yeah, and the return like that makes that part makes sense. But like, oh man. But but like maybe in the sixth round. You know, in the fourth, the, the draft um, was. Yeah, I think that was a theme for me. Was like, like you know, other positions. I feel like in a lot of positions, like guys will go into orders you don't expect all the time. But yeah, how early a lot of these receivers went and how they stacked was really shocking to me. Yeah, no, big time. I, I, I think if if you were to 
single out any position as the most maybe head scratching the way it played out. I, I think you'd probably go with receiver. Yeah, I think so. And like I, I, the tackles played out very ho hum. I think the whole offensive line was pretty ho hum. Like the interior was yeah, a little, it was chalk. Yeah, the interior was a little shifty, but like overall, good spots. I'm, I'll touch on that later. But yeah, like. The edges were pretty straightforward. Like a lot of spots were pretty straightforward, and then the receivers got goofy as hell. Yeah, I think I think you could argue the running backs was a little strange. I think part of that was just the overall depth. Yeah, and just the position, uh, uh, right? You know. I th- uh, yeah, and and in a lot of NFL teams already just kind of having solid running backs, if not above solid, above average yeah. running backs in place. So a lot of the running backs, uh, from a fantasy perspective, landed in spots that. Probably aren't aren't ideal. It sucks. Um, I, you know, as someone who was, I remember we talked. You know, when we did a running back group, it's like I just hope these these guys find fun homes, and a lot of them landed in places with like all Pro Bowl running backs on the roster, which just just kind of sucks. Um, it says you. I love it. <laughs> but I, yeah, like you said, I think it just plays to the depth of this class and the value of the position, and and the value of having two good backs, like you will see in Seattle this this year. Um, also the I think the corners um yeah didn't totally go in the yeah order you might suspect, but I I think the way they they went it like just the sheer amount of them like really played to the strength of the class. Um, thirty six corners were drafted, uh, which is the most of any position. Um, and like I I'm not gonna lie, like I was a little shocked, Makai. Uh, Blackman snuck into the third round. I was round. about to say, I, if you were to tell me Mikhail Blackman went ahead of Keely Ringo, mm-hmm. I would have called you fucking crazy. Um, and like uh, Corey Corey Trice, I feel like is a big sticking point, but like clearly that's medicals. Yeah. So like I feel like that one's hard to because we just don't know, and it, it's all but been officially confirmed that it, it had to do with medicals. Yeah. Um, so that one's hard to be like too. What the hell about? How about, um, how about like Darius Rush falling though? Yeah, like da- Darius Rush was a strange one. Um, like you said, or like we said, Blackman, mm-hmm. uh, Keely Ringo's fall was surprising that he fell so far. Like not a surprise that he fell out of the first round, but a surprise he fell to the top of the fourth round. Yeah. I'm surprised Clark Phillips lasted to the 113th pick. I, that one I can I, like I can understand I a thought, little bit more, but no, yeah, I like. I thought, like, yeah, he'll follow the top 50, but someone's going to uh, s- swallow him up in the third round. Yeah. But but the third round ended up being this strange because few corners went in the third round, and it, it, I think it was just Makai Blackman and Garrett Williams, who I thought would be – oh, and, and sorry, sorry yeah, I'll, I'll do respect Riley Moss. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I thought Garrett Williams would be a guy where he's going to fall to yeah. the fifth round and you're going to get great value because he got hurt. Yeah, I, but, big fan, yeah. No, yeah, but... Super happy for uh, him, yeah. Yeah, but not the case, I mean... I don't know, it was wild. No, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect a team giving up a third-round pick next year to get up for Riley Moss. Like, <laughs> But, uh, hey, one of the, Bron- the Broncos can't help themselves sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Rather most good football player, but he, he is. But in the no, like, I, in the fourth round, no, okay, I, love it, sure. Yeah, I think I think again a lot of it. The way I view um, how some of these positions, where, where some of these guys went, are are it, it's impacted by who went behind them at their position, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funky as hell. I mean, 
the first night we knew it was going to be all chaos and it was and then i feel like night two was just as wild yeah, no, night two was really fun. There was a, I and I, I, th- I thought the top of day three was great because, the, yeah. to me, the strength of this draft was in the third and fourth rounds. Like I had a bunch of third and fourth round grades, yeah. and, and so that made those two rounds like very exciting. Yeah, like, the, the the top of the fourth, like you know, Nick Seldavery, love him, you know, Jacorian Bennett, three straight trades to, to to start the fourth Bef- round before it even before the drafting even started. Like I don't know, then the Ringo, you know, then the Colts taking Freeland. Okay, you know, they can't help themselves, and then Jake Andrews. Flying up the board to the Patriots, who just stacked with beef in the middle of the interior offensive line, which I, I respect the fuck. Like, the Patriots got so damn goofy. Um, it was fun. It was a fun draft. Again, it's just, it got really weird, though. Yes, it did. Well, let's get into it, and let's start with the best draft class. If you had to give the 2023 NFL draft crown to a team who are you giving it to oh if i have to do just one I, I, if you, the, let's start with you we'll we'll do multiple but no no i know i know who are you banging the table for is your number one unfortunately uh for the rest of the nfl i think i gotta give it to the philadelphia eagles draft georgia defenders i can't believe they, they got keely ringo too they got Ringo, and they oh, traded right. for swift like oh my god also, they had some of the most interesting undrafted free agent pickups too mm-hmm. yeah they did uh, Eli Ricks being one of them. Uh, I thought the fact that they got Louisville's Trevor Reed. Like, if any mm-hmm. team that's going to bet on an athletic offensive lineman yep. to develop him, it's the Eagles, and it, they got the most athletic it, undrafted offensive lineman. Touching on that, though, I was actually kind of surprised that Tyler Steen was their guy on the line. Like, I, I, feel I like don't mind the pick at all. It's just kind of no. surprised. I, I, I Well, he he solid athlete. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it was the fact he, he's a left tackle in the SEC at Alabama. He's probably a better fit at guard. Yeah. He can either end up our right guard or our right tackle of the future. I thought that, to me, that was how he, after two slam-dunk Georgia first-round picks, and then the next pick, like, let's just take the safe offensive lineman. The offensive Agreed. line's fallen kind of weird. Yeah. I want the guy who's probably not going to be anything more than an above-average guard, but he's not going to be anything less than average yeah i agree and i think i think yeah like it just caught me off guard but then you know a minute after the pick i'm like yeah i think that was wise i i totally like, agree with you especially too because um I, f- I feel like with steen there's like little technical flaws that you have to work on they have the best offensive line coach in the nfl and jeff stetland so yeah. like they're gonna be like i, I think that he, he he's going to like not be a guy we're talking about in three years because he's just gonna be good. Yeah, be fun. And yeah, no, like a team with a good core already, obviously, and like like you said, Steen could probably you know has the inside and the outside flexibility. Then right right after that, I feel like this the Sydney Brown pick didn't get enough love. I love that pick. I I, I get like it was a little early compared to where I had him on the board, for example, um, but. The safety class fell really weird. Yeah. And you're betting on the guy who is the most explosive athlete, um, is kind of a Tasmanian devil in the box. You're a team that, like, you safety is a need for the Eagles, mm-hmm. but it's more of a, a, a of a future need than a, a need right this second, well, per se. Y- I get... Go ahead. I, like, I, they, they've... In, they've invested uh, very little at that position, but like they brought in Terrell Edmonds, who's a good placeholding strong safety, mm-hmm. and I feel like 
Sidney Brown's going to be his backup for a year, and then Sidney Brown's going to take over. Yeah, for for a team that went to the Super Bowl, Reed Blankenship played a lot of snaps, and he played well. But I got no problem for them <laughs> taking a safety sixty fifth, right? Um, yeah, just happy for a fellow Canadian, Sidney Brown, landing there because that's an awesome home for him. Anyway, we haven't touched the top two picks, but Jalen Carter, who is the best player in the draft to me, uh, obviously going ninth, home run. We talked about that on our post-first-round uh, pick uh, episode. And then Nolan Smith falling to 30, and like it just it's just slam dunks double. And the most important thing, I think, too, is when you look at Jalen Carter, the worry apparently is kind of the effort, yeah. the, the commitment. Um, he lands in a spot where... He knows Jordan Davis, a guy who's got great football character. Uh, and he the archetype for what Jalen Carter could be is right there with Fletcher Cox, yeah. right? Like, if Jalen Carter hits his absolute peak, he becomes he becomes what Fletcher Cox, Cox has been for the last decade. Yeah. Um, so that's right there to, to, to kind of fall in the footsteps of. And for Nolan Smith, another football character guy that I think is good for Jalen Carter, and two... Nolan Smith's big flaw is he, he's light in the pants. Well, the only kind of all-pro or Pro Bowl star sub-240 pound edge rusher in the NFL is Hassan Reddick, who is right there to learn from. Yeah. Um, it's it's so perfect both in terms of uh, where these players land for, for those players and for the Eagles because Howie Roseman is just always reloading on the defensive line and – like, these guys won't have to play major snaps this year, but they can come in and play really qual- quality snaps. Like, is Jalen Carter playing just 20 really quality snaps a game? Like, Jordan, think about how little Jordan yeah. Davis was playing uh, before he got hurt, and he was just – they were really quality run-defending snaps. Like, I'm so excited to watch the Eagles, man. Yeah, I know. Like I said earlier, like, you know, being able to bring Carter in on a third down in the NFC Championship game when he's fresh as hell – it's going to make a difference. It's going to be a difference maker. But you know, like of all the Georgia defenders they, they picked, Ringo might end up having to be like the most important because like one one injury in the secondary, or I guess even yeah, I could say secondary, but at a corner, um, Ringo might end up being thrown in and playing the most amount of snaps out of the three of them, right? And and the big thing for Ringo uh, again, super young guy, right? He's yeah. not even twenty one yet. Uh, big six two, runs a four, sub four four. Um, uh, so a question about him was apparently kind of, again, uh, a guy whose commitment to football. Well, he lands in a place where he's got the Georgia guys he knows. He's got one of the best in the game, Darius Slay, who's been doing it for a decade. Uh, kind of a guy who I think's sort of his archetype in James Bradbury, yeah. a bigger, longer corner. Um, and, and, and it's just kind of all there. He doesn't have to play right away. Kind of ease into it. I... I just can't believe that they nailed those, got all three of them, and for all three of them, the perfect kind of archetype is in the building. Yeah, and with the last two picks, Ojoma was a steal. We don't have to spend too much time. We'll get there when we do yeah, the grades. I mean, versatile defensive lineman, great. Yeah, and w- w- went way later than he should have. <laughs> it kills me that the Eagles want a big, immobile backup quarterback because they keep going to the well, and here he is, Tanner McKee, baby. Yeah, it's... Strange. Nate Sudfeld, uh, Nicholas Foles back before, you know, and it's it is strange. I I 
I don't know. There's a lot. There must be a lot to it, but like I don't. No, it just. I think. I think really when they were picking at at, at one eighty eight, like he he must have just been the best player on the board by a bit. I think so right? too. Like his, but they keep they keep going for these big mobile backups. It's funny. It, it is so. strange, just because especially because obviously they bring Marcus Mariota in the offseason. It makes a ton of sense to yep. like run the same playbook with him as Jalen Hurts with the mobility, and then yep. it's like. Okay, with them, like, how does McKee fit in it all? I, I find that funny, but um, oh, whatever, who cares? Okay, I, I just I, I just find maybe how is how is just trying to put a smile on their faces, uh, <laughs> and then yeah, on top of all, they get they also had uh, uh, they not that they had a huge need at running back, but I think it was helpful to add another running back, and they they had a super high upside guy. How he loves Georgia. They yeah. had DeAndre Swift, who can be a special pass catcher when everything's going right. And he's, I think he's at his best when he doesn't need to be a lead back. And that's, they've just got this rotation of different flavors in Philly in that back. Yeah. And DeAndre Swift feels kind of like DeAndre Swift might have been the missing ingredient. Yeah, with with Penny coming in too. Like the, Penny and Swift coming into Philly, they may not put up the monster numbers because of, like you said, it's going to be a rotation. But oh, they could be like some of the most dynamic players uh, at the running back position in the league this year. You know, like it just, you know, Penny's going to rip, as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to rip those home runs off. And Swift is always dynamic. And this feels like a good spot for him. Like, because it always kind of felt like in Detroit, like he, he was a guy that wasn't a hundred percent motivated maybe. And like, that's a team that that's all they care about. <laughs> like obviously. Right. So just was always a culture mismatch. And I feel like uh, this is going to, this going to align more for, for both. I, I think it's, it's fun to like, Rashad Penny, when he's healthy, he's such an explosive runner. Yeah. When DeAndre Swift's at his best, he's an explosive pass catcher. Yeah. Like they complement each other really well, and they both had some explosion to an offense. That like Kenny Gamewell, Boston Scott are solid backs. The, the, the best third and fourth yeah. running back in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Poor Kenny so, Gamewell. Yeah. I was kind of hoping he'd get more of a role this year, but and which he might. I still, still think he will. I yeah. still think he will. Yeah. And um, Boston Scott's Boston Scott, baby. All right. Well, we're gonna stay in state because I think the. The I think the Eagles had the best draft class because of those two first round picks, mm-hmm. and that's not to say the rest of the draft wasn't good. Like Steen, Sidney Brown, Keely, like those are great picks too, and they fill needs. Um, but I, I I think maybe Steen and Sidney Brown slight reaches. Uh, I thought the Steelers came away with the best bang for their buck of any team. Like pure value, I think pure talent impact all pro guys. The Eagles win. But pure value for where they got selected, I think the Steelers win. Yeah, the Steelers had the best draft that they've had in, in recent memory for me. I mean... And it was Omar Khan's first try. It was Omar Khan's first try. And, like, they had, like, a massive... I think it was the, the largest gap between picks in Steelers history with between uh, 132 in the fourth round and 241 in the seventh. And, uh, hey, both of those picks were great. So, here, please take it away for, for your Pittsburgh Steelers. So... Uh, the the murmurs were Omar Khan would be like Kevin Colbert basically never traded uh, in the first round. He did it for Troy Paul Mollu. Uh He did it for Santonio Holmes. And he tried it again with Devin Bush and it didn't work out. Um, Omar Khan's first draft, he trades up. There was the murmur that they wanted one of these tackles and he went and got it. And I think terrific. It, it was a good move. They traded a fourth round pick. Uh, yep. To, to move up from um, 17 to 14, get their guy. Uh, Bill Belichick just really wanted to fuck the Jets. Um, Broderick Jones fills an immediate need at left tackle, but he's also this really high upside pick where he's the youngest of these tackles. Um, he 
fits what they're trying to do, which is be kind of more of this run-first offense. He's so good on the move, uh, and he's a tone setter, which I think is something they need too. They don't really have that guy up front. So they get all of that in Broderick Jones. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, well, they need one of these corners. That's okay. I think tackle was the bigger hole. Well, the corner everyone was mocking to them, if they were lucky enough to have him there on the board at 17, was Joey Porter Jr., who they then go and get at 32 as he falls down the board. Uh, poor Joey. He's technically a first-round pick. He's one of the first 32 picks, but he's not a first-round pick. Um, and that gives them a big, long, physical press corner, something they need. But because they signed Patrick Peterson, they don't necessarily have to throw him right into the fire. He needs to clean up the penalties. Yep. Great landing spot. Um, 49, they get my favorite player in the draft, and Keanu Benton, who, again, a guy who fills a need where he can play nose tackle from them from, for them from day one. He played it at Wisconsin. He also has the ability to kind of move around. Uh, super athletic. Super super uh, stout against the run with pass rush upside. And then they get Darnell Washington at 93. They stop the slide. I think at this point, even with the medical stuff, like he is too good a player to pass on yeah. here. And he makes so much sense again. Like, I think some people will look at it and be like, the Steelers needed a receiver and they didn't get one. That's a concern. I think what the move is, like, Darnell Washington is going to be their why. Pat Farmer is going to be playing, like, a jumbo slot role. That's to me what it is. Like, Pat Farmer is this chain moving tight end who isn't super dynamic. But does a really good job working open. Kenny Pick has a good connection with him. Uh, so this th- just kind of opens that up more. And, and Washington's a great fit for what he can do as a run blocker. And this team trying to well, be more of that run first attitude. Yeah, and like everyone going to the, you know, they everyone's like, well, the Steelers need a tackle. And they went out and got the, the two best tackles from Georgia. So, <laughs> you know, just, just Washington, what he can do in the run game. And, I mean, hell, it's a pretty damn good pass protector too. Um that's that's gonna be a big difference maker for the Steelers. I'm like, I am slightly upset that he's not gonna be the star, but I, I like your pitch there with with Frymouth moving more into the into the slot where he can just be that safety net for Kenny P and maybe Washington can get a little bit more vertical off the line, right? And and, and like, I feel like Omar Khan did a good job setting them up for if things didn't go right. Like they, they Allen Robinson's obviously no sure thing but trading for him just in case they don't get a receiver they don't get one so they've got Allen robinson they bring back zach gentry to be that wide tight end well they go and get darn Dar- like i just feel like there's if these guys aren't ready to make impacts in these roles like they've got backup plans um yeah and then the steelers love bloodlines like they drafted joy porter jr last year they drafted connor hayward they had the Watt brothers both on the team. So they, they, they'd signed Nate Herbig uh, to be kind of their interior swing guy. So they had to draft his brother, Nick, who's great value at 132. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, hey, you were you were higher on him than I was. Uh, but, no, I, I think that's a really good pick here. And it's going to be interesting to see exactly how they, uh, how they deploy him. Yeah. Yeah, whether he's playing on the edge uh, or – off-ball linebacker, not sure yet, but I like the move. And then Corey Trice, they stopped the slide there with the medicals. Super big athletic press corner who, at 241, even if he never plays a snap, it was worth the gamble. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And if he, if he if he does come in healthy, like that's like that's a guy that can, can potentially be a starter down the line for the Steelers. 
And then Spencer Anderson. Sorry, I went pick by pick here. I just so fired up. Spencer Anderson, uh, a super athletic offensive lineman with guard tackle versatility. Why not at 251? Great. Love it. Yep. Yeah, I think those are the top two classes. I, I totally agree with you. I only, I only wrote down one other one because I personally just really love it. Like, the way they went. Did you have any others that you would throw into contention? Yeah. Maybe not contention, but, like, what's your next favorite? The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, okay. Who would you, who's yours? I, I love that the Colts just drafted yeah. all the big athletic uh, people. And then the one non-big non-big athletic guy they drafted was Josh Downs, who's just, like, my favorite Yeah, I think, the, I think the Colts had a really good class. I, I almost feels like they're it's, they're not getting enough credit for it too like i had so many picks too they made so many picks they got a lot of really good value picks i like i was gonna just save that for the you know for later but yeah they got so many good value picks and i really like what they did like anthony richardson they didn't fuck that up exactly got anthony richardson that's great but then like after that i would have been like no matter what they do like they did what they needed to do, and then they like Julius Brents maybe a little earlier than yeah, but I would have taken with where him, the corners went. I'm cool with it. Exactly, super big athletic upside. Getting Josh Downs to be your slot receiver, especially with the way the receivers played out, yeah, like super safe bet. They needed a true slot. Yeah, they have, they have like a big body receivers and Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. Like go get it's great. Yeah, Richardson like a safety net. They do it, and then like I don't like Blake Freeland, but fourth <laughs> it, round, you're. It's super Colts and where the tackles have already, you know, a lot of them were, were a bit overdrafted like we talked about with Steen too. Um, and, and here I'm fine you, with that in the fourth round. Who cares? And if you just, if you mentally switch it with Darius Rush. Oh, then great value both ways. Yeah. <laughs> like getting a- a- Adi Adeboare and Darius Rush, two freaky athletes, yeah. great, like Darius Rush, great size for his position, Adeboare, super long arms, um, both senior, both studs, like, I can't believe either of them were there. That's great. Daniel Scott, another freaky athlete who had a good senior bowl. Yep. Uh, it could be a nice third safety. Maybe play some down linebacker for you. Great special teamer. Uh, Evan Hall's my guy. Will Mallory's the fastest yeah, tight end. The Mallory one's a little like, interesting. Yeah, they have a lot of tight ends. Yeah. I'm interested to see kind of how that ends up stacking. But, yeah, Will Mallory is like a developmental F tight end, like mm-hmm. moving, moving him around because he's basically just a big receiver. Mm-hmm. Um Evan Hall's really interesting to me too because he scores he touchdowns be, could, in Indy, baby. That's it. He could be their satellite back, like really good hands, yep. runs really hard. Um, I thought Jalen Jones was a sneaky good, good pick. Super young guy was a big blue chip recruit. Didn't put it all together at Texas A and M, but and then they make the pick and Jake Witt, baby. The most athletic, like drafting the two two complete projects in Jake Witt and Blake Freeland but they're but just such freaky athletes like okay who starts the game first Freeland or, or Witt Witt <laughs> I'm glad thank you for, for saying that also Titus Leo in the sixth round why not super um, sh- the dude is shredded uh, another really good athlete um, I of course if, you, if you're going to pump the Steelers up which I mean I totally agree with I think it was them and the Eagles I got to pump my Hawks um Maybe not the exact plan of attack that I would have went with. I think the Witherspoon, we talked the Witherspoon's pick. It shocked me, but I, I, I love it. GSN at 20, being the first team to draft a receiver. Perfect fit. Gain their true slot. I, I love that. And then, like, the Zach Charbonnet pick is insane. But come, come you know, Sundays in the fall, that offense is going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like, like yeah, the offensive line. I would have liked to see them go offensive line, um, you know, earlier. But it, it felt like... If they didn't get the edge at 37, they weren't getting their edge. And if they took Derek Hall, which I'm, I'm very cool with, right? If they weren't getting them when there, it felt like they weren't going to get one. And then at, at 52, kind of the 
a lot of the offensive linemen kind of slipped a bit, right? So, or, or between, after that, you know, after that they did. I don't know. It was weird. Um, Charbonnet's an insane pick. Taking a running back back-to-back second rounds is crazy. But that was going to be fun. And then, you know, the comeback. Anthony Bradford, I think, is you weren't a fan. I was a, I was a fan. Young guy. Very Seahawks guard. Very Seahawks guard, yeah. Big boy. Very good athlete, though. Um, love that. Cameron Young early, but, like, you know, they need that. Mike Morris, they're kicking inside, apparently. He's up at 295. That's super interesting. Yeah, love, love the player, that. just didn't love the testing, right? Like, that's interesting. And then they come back, double Michigan, Olu. Th- that could be a, you know, he could be the center f- for a while. And then, you know, they get a couple. Kenny McIntosh is a great pick at 2372. Yeah. I, I, Olu's going to be the starting center in Seattle at some point. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And then, like, okay, I love Drew Scruggs. But was, you, was there that much of a gap between Olu and Scruggs? I don't think... I, I had Scruggs, Olu, and Stromberg all, like, fairly similar and only went very far after. Yeah, yeah. Scruggs and far after Stromberg. And I totally understand having Stromberg, with, especially with his testing. Like I did, yeah. Above. But, like, I, I don't think just Scruggs... I had just Scruggs behind both Olu and Stromberg. Yeah, that was one of the craziest picks. And, like, I love Scruggs, so I'm super happy, but... uh yeah, yeah. I had I had Olu one thirty nine. I had, had Juice one fifty one. Um. Also, can we talk about the sheer? I don't know if you saw the sheer amount of undrafted free mm-hmm. agency I signed. Mm-hmm. A lot. It's like jarring. Yeah, I've never seen that many before on one team. I think they've come to become like pretty damn good UDFA recruiters, and they like bringing them in. You know, like they they brought in all the receivers that like Jake Bobo, yeah. CJ Johnson, Matt Landers. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Noah Gindorf's really interesting. Uh, for big blocker Griffin Hebert's the Louisiana Tech tight end is like the freakiest athlete yeah. in the position like it's so weird uh, Jonas Devise not a bad guy either um, Holton Allers uh, going to be the starter at quarterback of the future Tyo Cat is a future special teams captain yeah no it's a pretty good UDF- I wish it was a little better on the offensive line Arquan Bush damn could get too um, I wish it was a little bit better on the offensive line but uh, no that's a that's a really good haul and I think they They've made it pretty easy for themselves to recruit UDFAs because they've had so many of the guys find success, right? Anyways. Now, switch switching to the worst draft classes. I really don't think anyone bungled this thing. I, yeah, I, I had a hard time being like, oh, yeah, this is the one. I, I put down um, four that I found maybe just less... Less exciting. I've got the juices flowing a little less. Again, nothing was totally egregious. I I thought like a lot of these picks made sense. It's just maybe the value wasn't quite there for these teams. Um, I'm trying to decide who is there. One where you're like that's the worst. Even if you don't think it's terrible, is there one that sticks out to you as the worst? It's so hard for me because again, I don't think there's any bad. And like, I think the you talk yourself into like they're smarter than us. You can talk yourself into like any bad class being like, oh, I understand why. Yeah, so, like, this is the one I wanted to talk about first, and it's Detroit Lions. I didn't put that. I think uh, if you pretend it went in a different order, it's, like, a very solid group. I don't, I didn't, I don't think it was in the worst conversation. I, I, okay, it's because of the first round, right? Like, of course, obviously, they end up... Let's just, go ahead. So, so weird. The value is so weird. The order went in so weird, but, I, like... They ended up with the best safety in the class. I love a starting tight end, a starting middle linebacker, starting running back. Yeah. Like, no, it's just it's just the value. And again, I think when you stack it up with the rest of the entire draft, and the fact that obviously they're moving on from Swift, 
It doesn't. It looks a lot. It looks a lot better. But it's you're still taking a running back and a linebacker top twenty. Like that's a hard pill for me to swallow. Yeah, I mean they only drafted unimportant positions: running back, linebacker, tight end, safety, safety. and then the most important uh, position. But yeah, backup quarterback, nose tackle. The Broderick Martin pick was really bad for me. Trading up top one hundred. <laughs> that one I thought was a reach. Soar's doll. I don't. I don't know. Green is a whatever. I, I just. It's like it's, I. I find their group tough because it's like you look at it and you're like these guys. Like I think they got four starters here mm-hmm. and a developmental all, starter like i think they're all taken in really weird spots yeah. it's like including like brian branch went 30 picks after where he should have gone yeah. um i like i had jameer gibbs as my 17th player i wouldn't have taken him at 12 at, like i think that's so crazy um, but I did, just didn't expect it coming. He's going to be Tracy Andre Swift. He's gonna be really good. Uh, Jack Campbell, like I really don't like taking off ball linebacker in the first round, but he was my number one linebacker. Uh, he's going to be I really think good. He fill, fills a need. Yeah. Like it makes sense. Sam Sam Laporta was my tight end five. Uh, I'm shocked he went ahead of uh, Michael Mayer. Yeah. Uh, but but given that Brendan Strange went not long after, it's, yeah, it's just like you can talk yourself into being like, I okay, yeah, no, um, I I that, it's just being said like it's just not good business. It was certainly the weirdest draft. Yeah, and that's why I kind of want to talk. And then Hendon Hooker, who is interesting. I don't know how I feel about that pick yet. Like I, I think at sixty, I'm cool with that pick. I know you're a little bit lower on Hooker, um, but I think at sixty eight, you're cool with that as well. Um, it being Detroit, I'm not I'm not quite sure how that's going to work out, but it's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't like the Hendon Hooker pick very much, but um, yeah, I don't know. They just, I think they certainly are the weirdest class. Yeah, and I think that's why I bring them up. Because I don't think there's a glaring, like, I want to hear the teams you name. Uh, maybe we'll talk in a hating Because uh, I don't think there's glaring bad classes. I don't know. I think, again, not glaring bad. I just thought the New Orleans Saints had, like, got really <laughs> bad value and didn't fill some needs. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm low on Brian Bercy. It was a very Saints pick that they took him in the first round. Uh, long, explosive defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. They love that. Um, and and I think it's more like when you see the fact that Mozzie Smith went in the first round, you're like, oh, okay, like they just didn't want to miss out. It feels, yeah. That does fill a need. Okay, sure. Great. At 40, to then go and I, I, I was not – like I had Isaiah Foskey in like, like 80 or 70s on my board. So – Bad value going back to the defensive line. Well, of course they like Isaiah Foskey. He's long and explosive and not refined power rusher. That's their freaking butt bread and butter. I was surprised um, it, it was Foskey, but not uh, Keon White there though. I think Keon White would have been better value. Yeah, um, yeah, I think White's a better player. At least he can kick inside. Um, but like, yeah. So I just thought, damn, this is so strange. And then at seventy-one, to. To, to draft Kendra Miller, um, who I think this is pro- like right, I had him like 90s, um, but I understand him going in the 70s, sure. But like, I don't know, they just signed Jamal Williams, they have Alvin Kamara. Like, I, I do think they needed to draft a running back, but partially because of what they did with those first two picks, investing in the D line, I thought it was weird. Like, I thought they really needed to come out of this thing with a. With a receiver with the top 100 pick, and now they got my guy At Perry at 195, but I don't know. I just this is a weird team. Um, Mickey Loomis is a weird GM. 
I think Dennis Allen's a bad coach. Derek Carr's going to have a lot on his plate. I love the Nick Saldaveri pick at 103. Mm-hmm. I think that's terrific. I, I think Jay Kaner at 127, especially when given how the rest of the quarterbacks went, I thought that was money. Jordan Howden, whatever. I don't know. I just think it was the weird doubling down on defensive linemen who are just, to me, super high upside swings with low floors. Um and then taking a running back, I just thought it was really weird business. It, it, the Kendrick Miller pick, if they didn't sign Williams, would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, I get, I guess, like, um, with Alvin Kamara's kind of struggles, and is he suspended? I can't no, even remember. I don't think he's suspended yet. But like, he's going to be probably. But you, you love the at um, Perry value though. So. Yeah, I do love the I like Howden. I, and then I think Hayner, both um, where the rest of the quarterbacks went, good value, good I just player. think they needed a, a legit like impact receiver, whether it be a tight end or an actual wide receiver, or even a pass-catching running back. I don't, yeah, I don't but know. like where all those guys went, it was kind of shitty. Like I, I, They could have taken Josh Downs at 71. They could have. Yeah, that's true. They, 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 they could have... Uh, Taking a tight end at, at 40. Uh, they could have taken a tight end at 29. I, I know that's like not bad, good business. I just think it was doubling down on defensive linemen who are so raw and unrefined. Mm-hmm. Long and athletic for sure, but they've been drafting those guys and it hasn't yeah, been working out. Like, like they drafted Peyton Turner in the first round. He's on, on the roster. No one's talked about Peyton Turner. Yeah, no. In, in two years in New Orleans. Like, Marcus Davenport just left him free. Marcus, Davis, Marcus Davenport was turning into a good player, but now he's gone. You know what I mean? By the time he, he started to figure it and out. like Trading off for him was, was belligerent. Yeah. Um, no, I know. I agree. I like to sell the very. But, yeah, to Hainer, like, it's also kind of cool getting the Derek Carr, like, their buddies in the Fresno State. I think that's a great landing spot for Hainer. Um, I like Kendry Miller, like, the value-wise. It's just with Williams there, it's a little. I don't disagree. I just thought it was a weird. Like, it's weird. It's if it, it was the kind of. Those first three picks, it wasn't. It was the fact that they were. Those were the three guys altogether. Like, if a team took Brian Bercy at twenty nine, yeah. and then like wanted to, like whatever, it wouldn't look as bad. But I think it was just really weird picks. I don't know. Um, again, I'm kind of being nitpicky. I didn't think anything was totally egregious. Mm. I thought the Chiefs got some bad value too. Yeah, kind of. Go on. I Go thought on. we'll talk back class. I like talking back classes. Felix Inudiki Uzama, I'm a little lower on. I don't think he's like a every down player. I think he's more of a rotational pass mm-hmm. rusher guy. I, I had him in the third round or sixty something third round grade. Um, I don't like the Rashid Rice pick. Oh, sorry, I thought you were yeah. Right. Oh, I was just gonna say like I think like he makes sense that they like him. He's like a power rusher like Frank Clark was. He's gonna fill that role. Yeah. I I just don't I I just I, I don't know. I thought like if you just wanna ready-made power rusher like Keon White uh, was there or Trey Back. Um, Rasheed Rice, though, that pick at 55. Yeah, I don't like that. I really don't like that. That that one to me is – and, again, the receivers fell weird, but, like, I had him at 112. He's a really boomer bust player. Um, he makes some of the greatest contested catches and then yeah. he won't run his route at full speed. Like He brings something that know. they don't really have at least. I mean, unless Justin Ross like, gets, gets, gets yeah, healthy. Yeah. Maybe that they just really wanted a contested catch receiver. Yeah. But, like, again, I I think I'm – okay, I was when we went back to the wide receivers, you know, I was a lot lower on, on the whole class than you were. And then they went 
higher than I even thought they would. Mm-hmm. I think even you thought they would. So I think like a lot of the teams that did poor, I think are the teams that end up with the second round receivers. And um, you know, which is funny. I feel like in years past, it's like oh they got yeah. a steal in the second round with this receiver. Yeah. Um, also, like if you just look at the Chiefs receiver room on paper right now, it's it. I think it's really concerning. Like. Marquez Valdez scaling fine. Like he serves his purposes as the deep guy. I think there's going to be so much pressure on Kadarius Tony to be yeah. something more than a flashy player every five games. And he's got the um, talent, but yes, absolutely. Sky Moore, who didn't do much as a rookie, he's got to step up. Uh, uh, now Rasheed Rice uh, has to has to play a big role. Like people, people really think Justin Ross is going to be good. But, Which, like, that's such a tough ask, you know? Like, I don't know why they think that either. The, like, the talent? Yeah, I mean, he's talented, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's not a good athlete. No. Um, Justin Watson's a steady man, though. you got to give him credit. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just, those are weird. I thought, like, Wanya Morris at 92. Um, I think it's a good that's pick. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I think this is a good, they're going to get the most out of him. Um, so I like that. Uh, that's. Shamari Connor at 119. I like that. I like that pick. Like too. the rest of their drafts, I love Nick Jones in the seventh round. Keandre Coburn, great, great. Uh, a, trust, solid, high floor nose tackle at 194. That's fine. Very good. BJ Thompson, high upside athletic pass rusher 166. Fine. Yeah. Uh, it's just those first two, the Rasheed Rice one more specifically. I just see with Enidiki Uzama. I I do like the player. I don't like him this early, but like where the edges went, it makes it feel a little bit better. And I guess you can say the same thing about Rice, but. I really, I still really don't like that Rishi Rice pick. I, I guess we're, we're supposed to give Brett Veach and the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Felix Indudiki, Uzama going thirty-one, and then Ke- Keon White yeah. going what forty-six. Yeah. Um, Tully, that's more your guy, but him going fifty-fourth. Um, yeah, but like, I still think like there was like kind of like the top end edges and. I'll put Felix into that group, you know. And I would put Keon White into that group, you know too. But, yeah. It looks better when you remember that DJ Johnson went 80. Oh, man. I mean, more. We'll get there later, but yeah. But yeah, I, do, anybody else? Like, I thought the Jaguars had a weird draft and the Cowboys had a weird draft. Yeah, they kind of did. I like. I, I, go ahead. We'll talk. Let's talk. I, Keep going. Who cares? I don't care. Oh, okay, okay. I'll do this all day. Uh, the Cowboys, I thought, where it's like, I like, like, I the players they drafted, I like. Me too. I think they're going to be solid football players for them. They they fill needs. I just didn't see the value necessarily where they went. Like, Mozzie Smith, oh, I, I kind of felt he would go in the first round because the high upside athleticism. And the high floor uh, of the run defender. And the lack of depth. Yes. Like, the, the way this interior D-line class falls off. Um, and I had him. I, I think he was my third guy. Um, so, Okay. But, like, that's not, like, a super splashy pick. Not a lot of pass rush upside there. Schoonmaker, again, going back to Michigan well, like, it's, I like It's hard him. for me to criticize it, right? But, yeah. He was my tight end six. I think I liked him more than you. Yeah, you had him higher really than good blocker. Yeah. yeah. But older player, injury history. Um, I think he's, like, they draft him because he's very similar player stylistically to Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I think that he'll be rock solid, but... The Titans. It's just like the, their their picks weren't flashy. I think they're they're solid. Like Mozzie Smith, I think gonna be like he's gonna be their starting nose tackle. He's gonna do his job. Schoonmaker too. Like he's gonna be exactly what Dalton Schultz was. I think that was my comp even. Yeah. Um. And like I don't love overshown. 
fluid, long, athletic linebacker. I don't love him, though. I like, like, Fajoko. Like, that's fine. He's a first-all defense lineman. I seem Richard's my guy, yeah. so what would I play? I think Richard's a good pick. But, yeah, like, overshown a pick ahead of Dorian Williams, too, which I think is a great pick for the Bills. Um, that kind of stings, but he's okay. Yeah. He's okay. The linebackers fell in a weird way. I just – I didn't see overshown as a third-round guy. I thought Dorian Williams would sneak in. I just think there's a lot more upside with Dorian Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like a lot of the teams that ended up with like not not all of them, but specifically receiver, but also tight ends. Like the guys the, who overdrafted those positions, I think those are going to come back and bite them in the ass. Yeah, well, yeah. The other team I wrote down was the Jaguars. Like, I thought, I thought like, oh man, Brenton Strange is going to be a steal at the yeah. back of the third round or the top of the fourth round with like with and the tight ends s- pushing each other down and like yeah, like and then he goes sixty one. It was and, and like. It was weird because, like, I think Michael Mayer was a – and maybe Luke Musgrave were casualties of the depth at this position. Mm-hmm. And then Bretton Strange kind of – after the, the tight ends had gone, the Jaguars were like, well, we need our wide tight end so bad. We're going to take Bretton Strange at 61. Yeah. So he's like – becomes this guy where it's like everyone liked him because he was going to be the tight end who didn't go super early but ended up being good. And then he ended up going in the second round. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of feel like Strange can be a bust now. It just kind of sucks, but I love him. And, like, we talked about the Anton Harrison pick, which I I am not a huge fan of Anton Harrison fan, but I thought that was a smart pick. I love Anton Harrison. Yeah, so, like, but in reality, to me, that's still a reach. Um, and then I don't mind the Tank Bigsby pick. Like, he's a really good compliment to ETN. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I think it's just, like... And then I don't know. Uh, their fourth round picks, I don't like. No, I, I thought Ventrell Miller was a big reach. I thought Tyler Lacey was a big reach. Huge, but I, I thought I was the biggest Ventrell Miller fan, and then he went higher than I've ever. Like I remember, I was a huge fan of his like two years ago, and then yeah. he's, he went higher than I ever like thought he would. But then Yashir Abdul but, in the fifth is really good, and Antonio Johnson's even better. Like, and, and I Parker love Washington. Parker Washington. I wasn't a huge Parker Washington fan, but him in the sixth is so much better than where a lot of these receivers went. Little little tough guy slot. Yeah, like I think he's 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 gonna stick. He's gonna stick in Jacksonville. So I think those three picks in a row were really really solid. And then it kind of it's a sixth round on who who cares? But whatever. And they got Derek Parrish with their final pick. Yeah, they did. Cooper Hodges, that's your guy. But yeah, I just yeah I don't know the strange the strange pick and like I'm I'm not totally sure. I love the Tank Bigsby pick. I'm okay with it. It's yeah. I get it. I just, I don't know. He takes them off. I thought it was a weird draft. I thought they had a weird draft. I thought, like, more so with these these drafts, like, it's not like whole like the whole thing's bad. It's like, this one's kind of weird. I don't love the value of some of these. No. Like, they're weirder than they are horrible, but. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay. You, you got anyone else to shit on, or you want to get to our favorite picks <laughs> you, by each You round? did enough. We'll, we'll, we'll do it with the grades later. Okay. Favorite picks by round. We're trying to keep it to one per round? Yeah, one per round. Okay. Okay. You want to start us off with the first round? Yeah, one per round or, or two for some rounds. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> first round, i got to go with Jalen Carter. It just is, We've talked about it, but it's just perfect. It, it makes me I, really happy for the player and everything. The com- I think it's it's like it's the combo of Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Like that, How yeah. can that not – unless you're an NFC East fan, then that kind of sucks. But um, – as a, as a fan of the state of Pennsylvania, personally, <laughs> I'm so happy. I mean, the Eagles are my favorite NFC team because I just yeah, support the state. Yeah, Keystone State, AJ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, bring it, go, coming back with a Kelly Green soon. I hope they're gonna look good. 
Yeah. So, okay, don't pick the, the, the Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith are clearly like the coolest first round favorite picks. Pick, pick someone else. Christian Gonzalez of the Patriots. Okay. That yeah, that's a great value pick. Yeah. I don't know why I, he slipped I, like he did, and that just feels like he's going to be a fucking stud for a decade. Yeah, I kind of. I was thinking, um, who, like when we're doing the rookie shows, who's a guy that we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. a lot who probably won't be up for defensive rookie of the year be, because he plays defensive back, but um, yeah, man, like I think that's sick. Um, I I I hate to do it, but I had to put Zay Flowers down. I love Zay yeah. Flowers. I'm so glad he went to Baltimore, even though I'm a Steelers fan. Get Lamar Jackson another weapon. And it's a team where it's like they okay, they drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round. They they signed Odell Beckham. But like they don't like none of neither of those guys are their long term receiver one, where I think Zay Flowers can be that. He's going to be such an explosive field stretcher. Gives them something in their offense hasn't had. Zay like it's supposed uh, to be a receiver Go ahead, sorry. Sorry. No, go please. I was just gonna say Something our offense hasn't had with a receiver who can catch the deep ball. Yes. No, no, absolutely. I was about to say that Zay feels like everything that they've kind of tried to get at the position, but in one package. You know, that he has the Hollywood deep speed. He has the yak. You know what I mean? He feels really what they've been wanting for, for five years, six years now. And and I think they landed it. No, I love that one too. Um. Also love Anthony Richardson. Because second round. I'm going to go with Osiris Torrance to the Bills. That's exactly what they needed. Um, he slipped a little bit. I thought he was – I think that's really good value there. He goes into a you know instant Super Bowl contender, can just slide right into the, one of the guard spots. I, I think that's a great home and a great – like like I think a lot of teams, you know, kind of went a little bit early on the offensive line because they had to, and then the Bills just sat there, didn't do it in the first round, you know, trade up for Dalton Kikade who could – possibly be a difference maker in the passing game and then just let's let torrance just slide right to them yeah and and i think i was a little i was a little sour on that kincaid first round Mm -hmm. pick um on our post first round show but then it's just like oh well they got osiris torrance at 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 59 yeah well that makes that way better too yeah i think dorian williams is a great pick in 91 and then you know we get into d3 yeah that's part of why, like the the first round reaction show is like oh, just for fun. You can't, <laughs> yeah, like you can't put a ton into it because it's like, well, once you see the com- the complete class, it can be such a different yeah. story. And then again, um, where where the teams were reaching for a tight end, Kincaid at twenty five is like a low key a steal. Yeah. Like, like it's so weird to me that Michael Me- Meyer yeah. Mayer went thirty fifth because the rest of the tight ends like it was not like weird value and his was. Like, weirdly low. That's a great... Like, if you put that for your second-round favorite for the Raiders, that's a great pick, you know? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I know. So That's what I said. Um, I feel like Brian Brian Branch is an yeah. obvious layup, yeah. so I'm not going to pick him. And Keanu Benton's a personal hero of mine, so I'm not going to pick him. But I thought what the Cardinals did in general, Monty Austin for it, just doing so, yeah. making so many trades, they have, they're have they loaded for next year's draft. Yep. Um, so making all those trades was awesome. And then at 41, they get B.J. Ojolari, who... Guy plays with his hair on fire. They need a pass rusher. Great pass rush plan. Like, I just think that he is everything they needed in a second round pick. That feels like one that went under the radar. But, like, when they, t- I, you know, I pounded the table for Audrey Lari a couple weeks ago, right? When they made that pick, I was pissed. That's a great pick. And the class got a little funky, you know, a little bit funky. But I thought it was a pretty, like, everything they did with the trade backs, amazing. You know, but doing Gary Williams and Michael Wilson, top 100, who I love both players, but the injuries, concerns. You know, I mean, the class, so I got that, but I think overall, Aunt, um, Monty Ozenford in his first draft did, like, did very, very, very good. Yeah. He, uh, entering the NFL draft, I had, like, 
no hope for the Cardinals. And especially with the, uh, with the, the, the tampering thing breaking right before the yeah. fish like It's like, oh, here, here we go. Like, Monty Austin, for, and it's not because of Jonathan Gannon that I feel strongly about. Like, my, it sounds like they might have nailed the GM hire. I know it's like obviously super early, but he just he did everything they needed him to do with that draft. Gannon wasn't available for uh, for like comment during the draft either, which was really weird. Oh, and then uh, this this is straight up stealing from Matt Miller, but he said he was too busy getting trying to get a deal done in Norway because he's Logan Roy. All right, Kendall Roy. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> look for Matt Miller that's high quality content okay that's why I want to bring it up I had to give him credit smash the draft too as far as I heard I don't watch the four letter yeah, I watch it he, he was he, he at least uh, was not part of the weird Zach Evans dispute too much it's bizarre hey it was a good enough guy um, to give you a cameo on your birthday he's a good guy um, <laughs> I forgot I have a cameo for Matt Miller um, oh man yeah, I gotta, I gotta give him, oh. I gotta give Double M a shout out when I can. Um, the Clayton Tomb pick was so weird, but no, no, they did great, they did great. Uh, okay, third round. I tried to go like, uh, not not low key, but Marte Mapu landing with the Patriots. Damn it! Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Positionless defense yeah. is what Bill Belichick wants. I think that's perfect. Like I, I think like when Mapu got that call, he's like, here we go, baby. Like this is. This is the spot. And, the, yeah, like, I think, like, good value there, especially, like, I guess some of the linebackers uh, fell, but, like, wherever you want to consider them, you know. I also, <clears throat> I feel like with these kind of tweeners, especially the safety linebacker tweeners, yeah. like, if they land in the wrong spot, Arizona, for example. <laughs> Useless, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It, the, the right spot to land if you're one of those players is New England. Um, I mean, I th- like, Kyle Duggar he's was kind so, of this weird tweener. So good. So good, and he's deployed in such a yeah. great way. I mean, Adrian Phillips, they deploy as, like, a linebacker. Yep. And I love Adrian Phillips. It, they're so good at taking tweeners and, and, and using them right. That's why it's, I'm so happy Keon White landed there as well. Yeah, um, the perfect landing spot. Yeah, like, so I'm so excited to see what they do with Marte Mapu. Um, the Patriots had such a weird class, but their, their top 100 was <laughs> was perfect. They had a bizarre draft, and I love it. But I, I love like, it so much because, like, they, they nailed the top 100, and they're like, I, fuck this. Let's do whatever the hell we want, you know? I, I was uh, I was tweeting uh, instant analysis of every pick with a clip of said player, and someone tweeted at me, and they're, they're like, I feel like you love every Patriots pick. And I was like, I think I do. Cause, but, like, not because I think they're killing it necessarily, just because they're just doing what they do. Yeah. And they're drafting players I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, okay. I, Darnell Washington's too much of a layup. So I'll go with Josh Downs. Yeah. Um, because I think he provides the Colts with something they, they lacked, which is just a kind of like a zone beating slot receiver who is a precise route runner. Um, just going to work himself open for Anthony Richardson. Like, Alec Pierce is this like 50 50 ball deep threat. Michael Pittman's this 50 50 like, ball uh, deep threat. Yeah. No, but like, not really. He's not. He's, he's not. Like a, he's, a, he's like a traffic receiver. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I thought this is exactly what and they the, need to complete the receiver. Course. Yeah. McKenzie's in there to be like their gadget. It, it, no, it's, that's a great pick. Fourth round. In the fourth round, I. Uh, this is this is the first one where I did a double split, Rob. Um, <laughs> but to give my first option, how about Chandler Zavala? Landing with the Panthers, I love that pick so much. Reuniting United with, with reunited with Icky, staying home, staying in state. Um, you know, get, going to a spot where he can, like you know, start fairly, fairly early in his career. Um, also, just like 
A lot of the non-combine guys went really high too, actually. Eh? Like I was kind of like, you're never sure about that. But it was no. Zavala went to the fourth. Yeah, obviously non-combine, but like, yeah, I think I think that's just a great pick, a great spot for him. Um, since we already touched on Saldivar and Keely Ringo, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with the Browns duo of Dewan Jones and yeah. Isaiah McGuire. Yeah, at, at 111 and 126. Um, for a team that didn't have a lot of picks, I thought the Browns did really well. Yeah, it felt like they were just drafting best player available. Yeah, I guess they had picks, but you know, like their first pick was what seventy or something like so. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that pick too. Yeah, um, yeah, and like Dewan Jones, their future at right tackle potentially, mm-hmm. but like not pressured to step in right away, kind of stop his slide. Uh, I think that's fun. Isaiah McGuire, I thought was just like such a good value pick there, and a guy who. Can they they've been looking for that rusher opposite Miles um, Garrett? They drafted Alex Wright top one hundred last year. They signed Obo uh, Okoronkwo this year. He's more of like a situational pass mm-hmm. rusher type. So I think just getting Isaiah McGuire into that rotation is really fun. The Browns kind of nailed every single pick. And again, shut up. The, the AFC North did as a whole. They did. Yeah, and the Browns' first pick was seventy four. Like I just think they didn't get enough credit because you know. But like I don't know why Wipler slid to the one ninety there. That's a Great pick. Even if he's just a career backup, that's great. Cameron Mitchell reuniting with uh, with Gray Newsom too is great. And I think DTR is like of all the weird quarterback picks, maybe after Hayner, um, I think it's the best. Like he, fuck, he might be starting the games this year. Spot the line. Um, okay, fifth round. Uh, I have to go with a duo in Indy of, of Darius Rush and Daniel Scott. We already touched upon that a little bit, but like I think really, really good value for Darius Rush. Good value for Daniel Scott. Adding to that secondary, they draft Julie like the the duo of Branson Rush potential like that. That's a lot of fun. Um, who like I thought you know, like both top one hundred guys and, and Rush falls all the way down here. Um, I just think that's great, great work. Um, I would pick Jamie Robinson, but legally I have to pick Antonio Mafia yeah. for the fifth round to the Patriots, who <laughs> are like the ideal landing spot for him with City um, Sal and Jake Andrews. I love it. My question is, I wonder if they're planning to move Michael and Wenyu to tackle. Maybe. I don't like, or they're just throwing darts. I'm not sure. Sh- Which is like bizarre, but like he did. He did it. Yeah, he absolutely did do it. And they keep moving people around on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I I, I wonder. Um, but yeah, Ma- Mafi, they like Michael and Wenyu, similar oh, player yeah. coming out to Mafi, just like a big hog molly who bullies people so i, I don't know the, the archetypes there for mafia to find his success yeah in city south so they, they just why did they draft all the meanest offensive line i love it that's it's smart it's so funny um six round if i can I, I gotta do another duo um not the same team here though but it's the tcu defenders to the nfc west with the rams landing trey tomlinson and the niners landing d winters i feel like I feel like that's kind of ideal homes for both, you know? Like, I, yeah. the the Niners, obviously, linebacker core is great, but it, 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 there's an opportunity there for him to slide in and just, if he can that, sit and learn and potentially turn into something, because that, you know, go ahead, sir. Uh, the pick was a little on the nose. They just love yeah. drafting undersized, explosive, violent linebackers yeah. and then making them good. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll take the Aziz al spot. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great. And then... With uh, Tomlinson in L.A., um, that's, yeah, such a good fit, too. Not to go too far off here, but the Rams, like, they had so many not 
day one and day two picks, and I thought that like they did a really good job drafting guys who I think are going to be rosterable football players. Yeah, so like obviously before the draft, we were looking at their roster and like, holy shit, they have so many holes. There's just so few players on this on this roster, and then they had a whole bunch of picks and. Like they made like Jason Taylor is obviously my guy in the seventh round. Like he could be starting potentially. Daywon Johnson, was, Mr. Irrelevant is a great pick. Like they mean I was gonna say mean, for our rookie show next year, they're gonna be a team where it's like, oh, I kinda want the Rams this week because they're playing so many random rookies. Yeah. And like they're not good. They're not gonna be good. Like the football team, but they're gonna play so many rookies, it'll make it interesting. Yeah, like Kobe Turner's a fun pick. Byron Young, I love that Byron Young and Nick Hampton, which I kind of like felt like they'd like them both. They went and snagged both of them. Um, that's a lot of my guy, Steve Avila, is a stud, which is that, that's just like a great he's a day one starter pick. Kobe Turner is really interesting. They stop Zach Evans' slide, yeah, which I mean, fuck, he could be he could be legit there. O'Shane Mathis, like, that's a good place for him to kind of try to see. Warren McClendon might be starting a lot of games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's... Puka Nakua is a great fit. Nakua is a great fit. Yeah. Um, And and your boy, Davis Allen. My favorite six-round pick, um, I already mentioned A.T. Perry, Parker Washington. So, Mm -hmm. Kytrell Clark. The Cardinals get my boy, who, similar to the Rams with Tomlinson, like, Kytrell Clark might just have to play. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's a guy who could be a starting NFL nickel. Yep. Um, they don't have a lot going on in their secondary, especially the corners. Uh, the, like they draft Garrett Williams, I think he's starting week one. Um, yeah. And I think Kyle Clark's like just tenacity and feistiness is going to earn him a spot on this roster, and I don't think it'll be long until he's playing. Because if you look at their corner room, that's rough. Like Garrett Garrett Williams is might be their number one corner week one. Yeah, and I think I, uh, I'm a huge Gary Williams fan, but I think there's going to be some uh, some tough learn in there if he's going to be thrown into the fire. So, like, their number one corner, if you don't, like, just not including the rookies, is it's like Marco Will, uh, Wilson, Rashad Fenton, uh, Antonio Hamilton's their nickel. Like, it a, is bad. A bunch of guys who got thrown into the fire in years, you know, last year, years past, that shouldn't have been either, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seventh round. Uh, I'd be, I think I'd be remiss to not to not pick Zach Koontz to the Jets. Um, I think he should have. <laughs> with all these tight ends getting overdrafted, he's the freakiest of all of them. Obviously, coming off the injury, so there's probably big questions there. But landing with the Jets, we're like, you know, CJ Uzama's whatever. Tyler Conklin's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a spot there for him. There's a spot there for him. I think it's going to make this team. Uh, I very like he could be practice squad, but like I think he's going to eventually see some field time with the Jets. I hope so. I liked it too. Um, yeah, Corey Trice, Zach Koontz, yeah. um, and Dijon Johnson, my boy, yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant, pretty good in the uh, uh, NFC West last year, so why not this year? Um, Twitch, not not as twitchy as you'd hope athletically, but like he plays explosive, angry football as an undersized nose tackle or defensive tackle. Um Love the power he creates. I'm excited to see him play next to Aaron Donald. Can I say one more? Because it's the seventh round. Sure. Um, I know, like they, you know, I'm a big Ty Chandler fan, and Madison's back, but Dwayne McBride to the Vikings felt very, very fitting. I'm. Do, do we do we hear why he slid like he did? Um. I I don't know that it like because I don't think it was just the fumbles and lack of catching. I don't think ability. so either because we saw worse backs than him go ahead of him. Um, so, no, I'm not sure why, but I'm sure injuries or something. Probably, yeah. But, no, I think that's a really good home for, for him. You know, and, like, you know, 
the Bulls back, but like Delvin Cook, if you're rumblings, there's a path to McBride being a pretty pretty solid contributor in the backfield. You calling him as the Pacheco of the class? He could be. It's a good pick if you were going to say Pacheco. It's a good pick. All right, let's uh, let's let's pick up the the pace. Oh my god, the amount of names I have written. I, tr- I gotta keep reminding myself we're gonna go through each draft class. I don't need to get every thought off. Today. I know, I know. So biggest reach. Um, we've hit a couple. Like I, th- I know we haven't did too done too much, but we mentioned Juice Scruggs. I think that one was just like shocking. I I I divided it up kind of day one, day two, day three. Okay, I didn't I didn't I did only top one hundred picks because that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I was it was kind of it was kind of hard to find day three ones. <laughs> yeah, okay. Juice Scruggs might have been the biggest discrepancy from where he was selected to where he was on my board. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Tucker was certainly up there as well. Trey Tucker, Latu, like who I like, but that was shocking to me. For me, it was Jaden Reed, actually, though. I had him 152. Oh. I know I was low. Oh, okay. I, I was low. I was low. I was low. I like him, I like and him. I think it's a good fit, but I still don't like pick. I think 50 is bad value. I, th- I, I thought I, I had him 74. Mm. Um, I thought it made a lot of sense. It, I was kind of glad they broke their rule of uh, uh, taking sub 200 receivers or whatever because he's a tough, tough yak guy. Wins contested catches. He's the slot receiver. I think they need I pretty bad. Don't disagree, but like I think Josh Downs is a better player, and he went twenty yeah, picks later. He, yeah, but I I just look at for me the receivers who went between them. Like there was way worse receivers. Like Rasheed Rice going fifty five. I think is so much worse than Jaden Reed at fifty. I think they're both bad. I think they're both bad. I nah, I, I like the Jaden. I know. I know you would. I was just going pure my board. I yeah. Um, DJ Johnson. For, first for, for, first yeah first round. I I thought. Like I, I don't know. I might just be lower on Emmanuel Forbes, but I thought that one was yeah. Maybe the best. I just I did I kind of ignore the first round because uh, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out there. Will Definitely. McDonald, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, and no, probably those two. Those were the two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Day day two. Fosky or she writes to mention them. Brenton Strange, Juice Scruggs. That that was the first pick where I was legitimately shocked. Yes. But that's, it's like one where like I like the player, so I'm like I'm so happy for him. But like it's, yeah, I know it's yeah. DJ Johnson was like probably the jaw hit the floor shot. Yeah, what, but he tested really well. And the fit makes a lot of sense, right? Yes, yeah, so we just talk ourselves into it all. Broderick Martin, but yeah. I, I like super big, nimble nose tackle. But man, I I thought it'd be like a fifth round. And, pick. and they traded up into the top 100 for him. I, and Trey Trey Tucker like. Yeah, I I just kind of think that was not a good pick. Blackman, I thought um, too. Like that range yeah. was just, like, three in a row got goofy. I, I was also surprised Byron Young, Alabama defensive tackle, went seventy. Me too. I don't really, I don't really like that pick. Me neither. And like on the, I was watching the ESPN broadcast. Greeny started talking about Tennessee's Byron Young because I think they thought that would be the Byron Young going on day two. Um, I think that part of that was like the the interior D line class. There's Lack of depth. They, yeah. Like, I think Byron Young, Alabama's Byron Young's like a solid football player. But I think yeah, I like a fifth, I, I think, fifth round. Um, yeah. I think I liked him more than most people, too. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That one was shocking. I totally. I, the, the Raiders had a weird draft where it's like Tyree Wilson at seven is where he should go. Yep. And Michael Mayer at, at, at 35 was incredible value. And because of those two picks, I like didn't. Can, take like 
shit on them much, but their third round was weird. It was really weird. But then they come back and Jacorian Bennett's a really, really good pick. And Christopher Smith yeah. is a really, really good pick. Yeah. Um, day three uh, reaches. It's, I, 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 uh, I try not to do too much because uh, it's like... I don't, Darius Davis felt like a big Yeah, reach, no, that's a, that's um, a bad one. Sean Clifford's the reason I even put this category down. Sean Clifford was an insane pick. Um, especially for a team that actually needs a backup quarterback. I don't understand that pick at all. Like, they need to bring somebody in. Um, Ventrell Miller, Stetson Bennett, Tyler Lacey. The Stetson Bennett... Sorry to interrupt you. Ed Lacey's a bad one. The Stetson Bennett tweets coming out, like the Diana Rossini one, who... Yeah, great reporter. That was weird. Like, just... It was... After he got picked... And I like did my analysis tweet. I had, uh, I had somebody tweet at me like, "Why is size a concern? You didn't say that about Bryce Young." Like Georgia fans <laughs> in my mentions getting triggered, and I, I'm just thinking to myself like, I'm pretty sure it's like everyone knows Bryce Young's size is a concern. I didn't put it in the tweet. He it's went first overall. Pick. Yeah, I don't like I don't know what's happening. Oh, the Stetson Bennett stuff's gonna be so annoying. I already saw like some Rams fans like acting like this guy's gonna be like well, better than. Because uh, the big media is like pumping it, and they took him in the fourth weird. round. I it's weird. Stetson, he, he's going to start uh, games this year, though, right? Like I, I feel it in my bones. Probably. Yeah. Uh, uh. Um. Did you, what were your thoughts on the Jake Andrews pick? It was it was such a huge reach. Um. It, it's such a it's it, it's so but like they they triple down Rob with with the beef man. I like I I I think it's crazy, but I love it. The Andrews pick shocked me. I'm not I, gonna lie. But I like Jake Andrews, and I know you do too, and I thought he had a really good senior bowl week. And I think this is like the best possible place for him to land yep. almost. Yep. Gets a backup David Andrews for a bit. Yep. Um but yeah, I was surprised, but like after it happened, I was like, I like it though, but like that was not good value. Mm, I don't know. No, they could have done it two rounds later. But then City South, like they probably took too early too, but I'm so happy for him, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the Patriots draft because it's just like good, weird, and bad. <laughs> Uh, want to get some good value? Yeah, I think there's uh, there's a lot better to be you know optimistic here. We mentioned a few of my, yeah. mine already. I mean, like yeah, I, I just just to get like not include the first round here. Like obviously, Christian Gonzalez is good value. Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, like we we've done that. Um, what was your favorite day two value? Okay, so I, I went with my my I kind of wrote down outside the top 100 because then you know we got a more oh. interesting. But no, let me, let me let me. That's a good question. My favorite day two value. You know, all name. I'll give you one. No, no. You know what? A low, like a low key. Not like this is like the biggest discrepancy on my board. I think the Bengals landing DJ Turner at the end of the at the end of the second. It's just like a really good fit. It's the good guy pick. they needed. I, I thought he could have went um, quite a bit earlier. Like I think he's a better player. There's first round murmur. Yeah, and like Tyreek Stevenson. I know totally different you know players, but when it, the Cam Smith pick was really weird. I guess we'll touch that later. But like you know, like there's there's worse corners that went above him. I think just landing him there was really yeah. good. Um. A couple, like, we mentioned a bunch of these, I feel like, already. I thought, like, especially after, like, all the Drew Sanders first-round stuff for the Broncos to get him at 67, it's I was like, pick. that's great. It's a very good pick. And a great fit. Yeah, it's it's um, great. Vance Joseph likes to blitz his linebackers. Drew Sanders is great at blitzing. I think that's going to pay off. Uh, I like Trenton Simpson a lot at 86, too. I thought that was Both, good value. You know, I, yeah, I kind of – I was going to do it later, but, like, I like – I. Because I thought like my, one of my best fits was just the top 100 linebackers. Yeah, it's I think one. they all landed in such great homes. Um, 
Yeah, you, you, you mentioned Osiris Torrance already. Mm-hmm. We talked about Brian Branch a little bit. Michael Mayer, I think, fills exactly what the Raiders need, which is an inline tight end who's going to catch passes yeah. uh, in traffic and bam. I mean, obviously, okay. obviously Washington was great value. We already talked about that. I have like 8 million day three best values written down. So should we limit ourselves to like how many each? Give me, give me your first couple. Okay, you, you give me one, and I'm gonna pick. Think of one. Okay, one. okay. So I, like, I just wrote down from like you know, the first, the first pick to the last pick. Um, I think for me, it's Addy. It's Addy Adebowale, who you know, I was higher than you, 36 on my board, 110. Uh, a team that just is always coveting those freaky athletes up on the D line. Love that, and then back to back, like Dewan Jones. We've talked about that. I think that was a great one. Um, and like going a little bit further, further into it, I was surprised Antonio Johnson felt like he did. I had him 65 on my board. I wasn't in love with him. I thought he would go top 100. And then to the Jags at 160, that, that feels like a yeah. very, very good lining spot. I know way too late, and unfortunately for him, but um, that's a good spot for him to make an impact. Yep. Um, Clark Phillips at 113, yeah. I think. Falcons inject some attitude into their secondary. Yes. The guy who could play play some nickel. Uh, that's a guy that I'm, I can just see like playing a lot of football for the Falcons and like being a fan favorite. Tyler Scott to the Bears at 133. Great fit. Really Gives good. Them a yeah. Field stretcher who can make yak plays. Um, uh, Jamie Robinson to the Panthers. Uh, a guy who could be their, their nickel. I thought Eric Gray at 172 yes. to the Giants yeah. was a great RB2 pick. Yeah, I, that's a great one. I think that's a guy that's going to carve out. You know, for a team that's kind of not been able to find their RB2 for a while, I think that's he's going to carve out that spot. Um, JL Skinner went like a hundred picks later than yeah. I had him to the Broncos. That's a, he's a Bronco already. He's now he's a double Bronco. That's a, you know, a team that's done a lot with bigger safeties. That's a really good fit. Um, maybe a bit of a lesser one, but a really good landing spot for Carl Brooks with the Packers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that the Packers just draft pass catchers and defensive linemen only. Yeah. That's what they, <laughs> <laughs> like I thought Colby Wooden was a good, good get for yeah. them. And then they, they double down with Carl Brooks. Wooden just, he, he kind of like now there's a couple of guys that like we didn't peg before the draft, but then looking back now it's like, Oh yeah, he screamed this team and you know, like, like Wooden does for the Packers. I feel like that we just didn't, you know? Um, yeah. And I'll give you one more. Um, we can keep going, but um, later round, Zach Evans, you know his his fall stopping with the Rams. I think that's a that's a really good landing spot for him. Yeah, no, totally. Um, a team that has like Cam Akers is their RB one, but obviously he hasn't earned a ton of trust in LA. Yeah. Like Kyron Williams didn't show much as a rookie. Like he has a path to hitting the field. Yep. Uh, which a lot of these running backs do, but not in full-time capacity. I feel like there is, like, um, he's a six-round pick, so obviously, like... Dodds are against him, yeah. Yeah, but, like, there is. You can see it. Yes. You can see it. You can see it. Um, I'm going to give you one more. I kind of liked Jalen Duncan, 186 to the Titans, because he felt like a guy who would get overdrafted, and then he fell, and just... The potential there a, with all that athleticism on a team like the Titans to develop. It's a really good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. Okay, best fit in the first round. Oh, that's what we're doing? I didn't understand how we're doing it. Best it's fit in the fir- first, second, third. <laughs> okay, that didn't know. I thought we were ranking them. Best fit in the first round, a guy that we haven't talked about yet, uh, for me, was you give me yours first and I'll, I'll pick one. Uh, well, I think, obviously... And it's again, it's hard to not just continuously go back to the Georgia duo to the Eagles. Oh, yeah, I mean that that to me is the the clear best fit. But 
a different one like and and I'm picking a guy who I didn't we talked about not seeing the the team player fit but it makes a lot of sense in retrospect Devin Witherspoon with the Seahawks yeah. I think that's such a great fit feisty mf or into their secondary um undersized but the corner opposite him is oversized yeah. uh I just really really like that yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I'm jealous that you're literally. I'm not going to get to watch Devin Witherspoon play at all as a rookie because or JSN. Um, <laughs> Shut up. How about Peter Skaronski to the Titans? I think like of the ones that we didn't talk as much about. Um, I love that. Like the, the 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 asshole he brings up front just very much feels like the the Tennessee Titans the, run game. Is he going to play like left guard and make the Pro Bowls? Or yeah. Um, second round. <laughs> I didn't do mine around. Oh, no, no, this one I did, I think. I'm trying to see where he went. Um, second round for me is uh, Devon Shane. That was second round, right? Or is that third? No, that was no, third, was round. third round. I didn't write mine that's in terms of round, but that's a great pick for the third round, isn't it? <laughs> that was my third round pick. Yeah, it's a, that's a great one. We'll get there in a second. Uh, second round. Go, go. You want me to go? Yeah, Matthew Bergeron to the Falcons that's, at yeah. 38. They needed to com- kind of complete their, their offensive line. They needed to an interior guy. They get a guy who can play tackle or guard. He's going to play guard for them. Uh, explosive run blocker. They're going to, they draft Bijan eighth. All they want to do is run the ball. That's a great. Fit. Yeah, no, I actually, so my, my first, which wasn't first round was going to be like kind of the, the IOLs. Cause I think all of them like landed great. Like, like Bergeron. Awesome. Uh, Cody mock. Like, how do we not see that one coming? How do we not see that one coming? He's, he is cap and market, right? Uh, to the Buccaneers. But really, I, I think the the centers of Joe Tittman and um, John Michael Schmitz landing in New York with the Jets and the Giants, respectively, I love both of those. They're going to come in, plug and play, day one. I was obviously a bigger fan of John Michael Schmitz. I thought that's, you know, with, with, with Andrew Thomas becoming rock solid, Neil was really up and down, but just some of that talent there that they have on the offensive line, Schmitz feels to me like like one that can come in and like just be the glue and make this a really solid unit, and I think Tipman can be too with a with a you know pretty dynamic guy. I, I love both of those fits. I think all the the second round IOLs just landed in really great spots. Uh yeah, good picks. Um, and then yeah, Devin Devin Ashane. Yeah, it's just was perfect, perfect for the Dolphins at eighty four. Fastest offense in the NFL. That's the fastest running back in the class. And like um, in a, in a, and, go ahead, sorry. It, like the concerns with him are obviously the size, but like they have the archetype yeah. of of Raheem Mostert, uh, and and I just think like Ashane's got to add some weight for sure, but he's not going to be like a bell cow for them. Nope. And apparently, Mike McDaniel just absolutely loves it. Yeah, no, I think I think that might be the best running back la- running back landing spot in the whole draft. Um, because I felt like like in a class where a lot of these guys didn't get to la- like to perfect spots, almost felt like. Uh, he did. He did. Yeah, that's. I think that's a clear third round pick. Um, I don't know where I go for. I really liked. Um, oh, oh. How about Deion Henley? I, I think to the Chargers. That that's perfect. Yeah, they. I mean, they didn't pick up Kenneth Murray's option. Um, they brought in Eric Kendricks. I think that's a guy Henley, that like they sc- they need run defense, and he's just gonna run around the field. Make yeah, I think that's a guy that screams Chargers. Now that looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, kind of all the linebackers fell into really good spots. We kind of talked about that yeah, already. They, but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, worst fits. Where, I, th- I feel like there wasn't like any o- obvious ones. I for the first round, I put down Kalijah Cansey. Yeah, oh, that's a good. Um, one. See, I tried to ignore the first round. Yeah, I. You, you didn't no, I did not understand the layout. No, no. <laughs> um, 
I like they're they they like in a three man front I don't know what he offers you. Um and when they go to four man front, sure, like like yeah. he'll be a nice three tech to play next to Vita Vea. Uh, Vita Vea. Um I don't know, I just thought it was a weird fit. Like I, I don't like that. I know like we were always a little bit lower on Cancy, but I don't I don't And they yeah. I don't know. They've been drafting like these really long and heavy interior defensive linemen. And like can't see such a polar opposite. I don't know. Yeah, I, it just seems strange to me. I didn't see that fit coming. Me neither. I yeah, I, I feel like there's not too many bad ones in the first round. Um, no, no, I feel like normally there there aren't because they're picking the best. No, players. like I think in terms of like I don't really love. I don't. I don't see Will McDonald finding that much success in the Jets. I don't know why. Just, they like didn't play Jermaine Johnson ex- that much as a rookie. Exactly, like, yeah. It's just it seems yeah. It's weird. And second round, I have one, Rob. Uh, not that like the player to the team doesn't make sense, but the Dolphins' first pick being Cam Smith really, really, really caught me off guard, and I still can't really wrap my head around the the logic there. They they needed an offensive lineman so bad, and they and Osiris Torrance was on the board. Yeah. They don't need corner um, like. No, it seemed weird. Like he is a guy who offers the um, outside inside yes. versatility, yeah, which is great. But like, obviously they have Jalen Ramsey, they have Zayvon Howard. Um, I I mean I think everybody thought Kiriko showed awesome potentials as a rookie. Exactly, Michael. and like you know, like, Holland can move around. A, like, yes, and it's also just a, a position there was depth at. So it's like. If they took a corner in the fourth round, sure, that totally makes sense to me. But this was their first pick, and, they and I thought n- they had a major hole on the offensive line. It was the first pick, and they had no picks. So I just thought that was one of the worst picks. Again, I like Cam Smith. I think he's a good player. Um, it's just it's just the, it made no sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I picked Zach Charbonnet to the Seahawks Wrong. at 52. Oh. I love Zach Charbonnet, and I think he's actually a fantastic fit for the Seahawks. I just don't understand what they're why are they taking running backs with premium picks back to back years. Know. And Kenneth Walker was like rookie of the year candidate. Um, yeah, if they, they drafted him forty first. Yeah. Like if they wanted a bigger power back, what didn't they just wait till day three? Like and draft Roshan Johnson or something. I, know. I don't know. I don't. I just thought that was a weird thing to do. I was, and I, I'm just sad because I love Zach Charbonnet. I think he I could have been a rookie of the year candidate. I know, right? But like, they're gonna be so much fun together. But it's still, I hate it. I, you know what I actually think? I think Kenneth Walker's gonna lose his job pretty quick. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna love Zach Charbonnet's I know. physical running style I know. so much more. I know. Like, I feel bad for Kenneth Walker fantasy owners. Yeah, I'm one in one league. I know. I know. And I. I love Charbonnet too. Um, I really hope they just like, you know, rotate them. Just just let them go. Um, but yeah, it's just such a weird like, and especially in this this running back class, man. Like, there's so many guys. Why not get Roshan? Like you said, who, who I didn't talk about yet, but like, or uh, he's but like that's a perfect spot for him with the Bears. That's a great fit, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who who do you got next? For third round, I put Jalen Hyatt to the Giants at 73. Interesting. So they needed a receiver. I think that goes without yeah. question. But they needed some size. Yeah. They keep drafting tiny receivers, signing tiny receivers. Um, like Tillman would have probably been better. Like, we've never seen Jalen Hyatt beat press before. Is he like, so I like kind of project him to be a slot receiver. 
they only have slot receivers pretty much. Uh, I just thought it was weird. And, like, he's a guy who is basically a one-route guy who just runs first. Yeah. The Daniel Jones passing offense isn't, like, super bird-oriented. Like, no. maybe theoretically, like, he's going to clearing stuff out underneath. I just thought it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. And, I, like, I'm not super high on hype, but, like, taking him in the 70s makes total yeah. sense to me at that point. Yeah. But he is a guy who needs so much development, too, as a route runner. Like, we've never seen him run routes before, basically. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a very strange fit. That must be the idea, just to clear out for him right which clear stuff out so paris campbell can be yeah um okay for me just kind of selfishly um i love ty j spears so much but the tight ends feels like a really poor landing spot for him where like obviously like you know there's murmurs of derrick henry being traded that didn't happen and obviously derrick henry's great but who knows how much longer he can last but they keep they've drafted these undersized backs that i like and they never get them going they just cannot get them going and it feels like it's just not a thing in their offense, but they keep rolling the dice on them, and I don't... Thunder and lightning, shut up. No, it should work, but it never does. <laughs> Remember the JV and Hawkins uh, hype? Remember that? There was JV and Hawkins yeah, hype? for me, yeah. Well, I don't want to get burned again. I remember I remember when they drafted Darren Nevins. Exactly. The yeah, they keep drafting these backs um, I like that are undersized, and they, they, they think that they can do it, but they, they don't. I hope he does. I love Spears I've, so much. I have more hope for... This, I think Spears is a better player yes, than those guys. Absolutely, yes. It's not close, um, but I'm just saying. I believe, but no, I understand where you're coming from. Okay. Five undrafted free agents who can make an impact. Let me just write down 15. And, and then we're out of here. Okay. Speaking of... Wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. Go. Sorry. No, no. Whoa, go ahead. Whoa. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, do you do you know who you put down last year? Oh, yeah. I'm, they're all bad. I, I miss on all of them. <laughs> I want to shout out one of mine being Abram Smith because he just helped lead the DC defenders to the XFL playoff win. Today. Congrats! No, I looked at mine. Um, I'm like, I remember in the moment, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are. I'm so and they, they're they're awful. So here we go again. Um, <laughs> okay, first because this is a natural tra- transition. Undersized, speedy bag, a team that kind of needs one and can mix them in a bit. How about Keaton Mitchell to the Ravens? They kind of need. They it. needed to add it back, and like he brings that speed that no one else does on that roster. I like that. All right, that's that's not bad. I feel like running backs are easy to go to because my number one is Daneric Prince to the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar profile to uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. They don't. They they haven't brought Jarek McKinnon back yet. I think they will. But they don't love um, Ch. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a third back, and Prince is a big explosive runner. If I can throw one more back. Mohamed Ibrahim is going to be the starting running back in Detroit in two years. It just he is. He's going to be just get <laughs> Montgomery contract was a waste of money. Uh, Gibbs will be you know have his role as a pass catcher, but it'll be Mo scoring eighteen touchdowns. Love it. Um, who, who else you got? Uh, okay, my second one. Um, North Dakota State fullback Hunter Lupke to the yes. Dallas Cowboys. They don't have a fullback. I feel like Mike McCarthy really wants one, and he's mad that Kellen Moore didn't have one. Um, John Kuhn existed in Green Bay for a reason, baby. That's a good one. Um, okay, a guy I liked a lot, right? How about McClendon Curtis landing with the Raiders? I, I think that's just a really good home for him. Like he, It's a team that always drafts the big boys, can play guard or tackle. The offensive line is still needs work. That's a guy that can potentially find a home. Yeah, that that is a good one. Um, I put Cincinnati linebacker Ivan Pace yes. Jr. to the 
Minnesota Vikings. I love it. Should have been drafted. I have no idea why he wasn't. I mean, I do know why, but he should have been. I love that one. I think there's a couple couple linebackers. Uh, I thought him, uh, another guy like Anthony Orgy to the Saints, he can stick. And I thought Mo Diabate to the Browns. I think three guys that could potentially, um, you know, offer a lot of special teams value and potentially could uh, could stick in the roster and, like, contribute as actual linebackers. Um, Next up I've got... Chattanooga interior defensive lineman Devonsha Maxwell to the Bengals. The Bengals could use some um, juice at three tech. Maxwell's mm-hmm. a fluid pass rushing three tech. Uh, not that I actually like think he's going to make a big impact, but like he can make this team. Yeah, no, that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, okay, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick inside too, but not a three tech. A big old nose. How about uh, how about our guy Gerard Clark landing with the Chargers? Yeah, that was my fifth one. That's a good one. That's a good landing spot for him. The Again, they need help on the, with Rundy. I feel like nose tackle is one of those positions where you can find yeah. productive nose tackles undrafted. Yeah. Uh, another guy I'll, I'll throw out there, PJ Mustaford, the Penn State nose tackle to the Broncos. Um, big tough guy. It's a good one. Um, of all the Seahawks ones, I think Noah Gindorf's interesting because I feel like they just want yes. a massive blocking tight end, and that's what I he totally is. agree. I think he's got the best chance to, to stick for a while. Um, if I may, can I throw two more? Yep. How about uh, Emil Akior, who like it was an exciting offensive line pro- prospect, was not an exciting offensive line prospect. I thought he'd get drafted though. Uh, landing yeah. in Indy, I think that's a spot where you can kind of s- develop and potentially uh, you know contribute there. And uh, Rashawn Wright, the Oregon State corner, landing with the Panthers. They like the long corners. I know they're they're a little bit you know they have a couple of them, but um, the archetype is there for him in, in Carolina. And I think that could be a good spot. Um, I just. Every year the Saints find an undrafted rookie. So yeah. South Carolina State receiver Shaq Davis oh, this year will be. Yes. Um, Malik Cunningham to the Patriots is really fun. I love fun, that so much. Yeah. Uh, at minimum for the preseason. And then uh, the Lions have found some some mm-hmm. players undrafted at corner. And I think Starling Thomas, super fast corner from UAB, is a good That's one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Next time we talk, we're what are we doing? We're going to break down the AFC East draft. The process? AFC Beast, baby. See you then.